Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too, you absolute cheeky so-and-so. <laughs> Let's crack on with today's first story. Much love, guys. Now, today's first story comes from a throwaway account, which was titled, I, 28 male, overheard my fiance, 27 female say to her best friend that the only people she really cares about are her siblings and parents and that everyone else is background. I confronted her about it and she says I have no reason to be upset. Backstory, I met my fiance Rosa a few years ago in college. We hit it off immediately and started dating in our senior year of college. I've been together for a little over five years now. I proposed to her a few months ago, she accepted and we're getting married this summer. She is wonderful smartest funniest and prettiest woman in the room wherever she goes by far the most important person in my life rosa is middle eastern and told me from the beginning that she's very family orientated her best friend sophia is of the same ethnic origin and the pair have been the best of friends since they were kids one night rosa was at my house when sophia called saying she was upset about something in her family so i told my fiance that she should invite her friend over and they can talk I was pretty tired anyways. Sophia came over. I greeted her, then I went upstairs to go to bed. About a half an hour later, I come downstairs to get water and I heard my fiance saying something to Sophia along the lines of and said, yeah, I mean, honestly, the only people I really care about are my parents and brothers. I couldn't live without them. Everyone else is background. It hurt a lot, especially the way she said it. Not even in a malicious way, just in a this is how it is way. As though there's no debate because truly no one else matters. The best friend, who would also be categorized as background by that logic, agreed and said she also viewed her immediate family as a top priority. But her best friend isn't in a long-term relationship where she's engaged to be married. I went back upstairs and couldn't sleep. When Rosa came back, I told her I overheard it and it hurt me. She responded with, I'm not going to lie to you. My parents and brothers come first. I promise you, once we are married and build a life together, then you and our kids will come first. But those feelings aren't something we can force. I didn't say anything to her after she said that, but I took my pillow to go to sleep in another room. She didn't follow me or make any effort to show that she cared, even though I do that for her whenever she is upset. When I brought it up the next day, she repeated what she said before. I know I can't force her to feel anything, and I wouldn't want to have to force her to love me more than anyone else. But if you ask me who my number one person is, I would say her in a heartbeat. Am I unreasonable when I say I want my future wife to love me as much as I love her? And we're going to start straight away in the comments with Castile who says, If my fiancé said something like that, I would call off the wedding. How am I even supposed to trust a person that agrees to marry me, then says I'm not a priority, yet that he slash she doesn't truly care about me until further notice? We need to clarify what she means with her words more. Jamazad says, Middle Eastern male 23 reporting in. Family comes first, but that's not the same thing as her saying she doesn't care about you. 
The culture is heavily founded around the family setting. It's weird to explain. Those people have been with us since birth. They are a support system and are heavily involved in our life, our successes and our failures. No matter what, family is there when we need them, no matter how often or how inconvenient. No questions asked, they have your back always. It's not a relationship that forms in a couple of years, even at the beginning of marriage. However, that doesn't mean you do not matter to her or are as background as you feel. She is choosing to marry you and let you become family. Seeing as where she holds family, you are probably a bigger deal to her than she's letting on. But her choice of words was poor. The way she said it, I can understand why you felt hurt. But it probably doesn't mean what you think it does to her. Talk to her about what you mean to her and what she means to you. Pretend that family comes first and everyone's background probably doesn't put you nearly as far back as you feel it did. That also is probably an inaccurate description of her feelings towards you. Be clear with what you mean to each other then make your decisions out the relationship from there. We are a blunt folk and don't always think about the way things we say will be interpreted. Only because we do not understand how it works outside of Middle Eastern culture. I know my people are difficult. I apologize and good luck. Sorry about formatting. I'm on mobile. The user says go to premarital counseling. This sounds like a big cultural difference that needs to be hashed out. A good premarital counselor will help you get to the bottom of different values, i.e. a wide variety of matters like how you were raised, whether you want kids and how you'd parent them if you had them, financial attitudes and goals, basically all the shit that you don't want to come up for the first time after you've already married. My husband and I went through a secular counselor and our relationship is rock solid, but we still learned a ton and it was really helpful. Good luck. Mrs. Scurry says, I'm not seeing this in other commenters, so I'll say it. This is a recipe for horrible in-laws. If there's an argument and there will be, her family will win. She will say, but mum and dad make sense or something like that. Also, when she says you and the future kids will move up the ladder, she means the kids. They will be her new priority. She might have labeled you in her mind as not as important since you two were just dating, so it could change now. But if you don't see it before marriage, I'd suggest bail or be okay being secondary. And one more comment from the pink yoohoo who says, I think this is something you should continue to discuss with her. Get her to flesh her thoughts more. Maybe since you guys aren't married yet, you're not yet her family. Since she plans on marrying you, you will be family, right? Maybe she needed the proposal to allow herself to get attached to you like that. Maybe she was talking about a different shade of love, like the Greeks had so many names. They had like four to six different words depending on where you are reading about it. Wikipedia talks about four, random magazine articles talk about six. I don't know her though, so I think more talks about it, especially since the conversation weighs on you are in order. What bothers me, and maybe this bothers you too, but those five years you have spent together, they aren't part of building a life. So OP comes in to update the post and says, Rosa and I talked the next day over dinner. The very brief summary of the conversation is something like this. I said, you are without a doubt my number one, but I'm not for you. That's something I can't get over. Rosa says, I promise once we marry, get a home together, have children, all of that, truly build a life together, you and our children will be my number one. I said, what about our family? And she said, they're number one too. You would be equal. Here's the thing. Rosa isn't wrong at all. Love isn't a competition and family is very important. That being said, we simply have two different viewpoints on life. I want to have my own family, love them above everything else. And know that my wife and I are loving partners who don't have anyone else who comes even remotely close to that love. That's what I want. Maybe it's the stereotypical too independent American viewpoint. And if it is, then I'm okay with that. It's just as valid than her conservative slash traditional Middle Eastern perspective. I just realized in that conversation that 
I don't want to have to spend my entire life fighting for my wife's love. There's only one of me, but on the other side, there is her mum, her dad, two brothers, a cousin she considers to be a sister, and a bevy of extended family. What happens when the one person she loves disagrees with 10 plus people she loves just as much? I lose every time. I don't have much family in the area. Our future children would be accepted in an envelope within Rose's family. Again, it's one person versus 10 plus people. At the end of the day, Rosa, her family, and our future children will be ethnic Jordanians, but I'm just a white guy who married Rosa. She's already told me that her aunts and uncles aren't big fans of me because I'm not Arab. And I don't think that will magically change once we get married. I plan on breaking it off with Rosa tomorrow over lunch. I'm nervous just thinking about it and remembered this post, so thought I would give you all an update. And that was OP's last update on the matter. So I can only assume that they did go through with their plans. But what do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Let's move on to another story. And our next story does come with an update as well from Red Carp Blues, who says, me 34 male with my wife 32 female of five years. I know she's cheating on me. I can't bring myself to confront her. I, 34 male, met my wife, 32 female, seven years ago at a party. She was the out-of-your-league girl no one hit on. I was the awkward boy in the corner trying not to stare. Eventually, she was introduced to me by the host, and we bonded over a shared love of darts. Went on a few dozen platonic outings together, and after one beer and darts filled night a year later, we wound up in her bed and in a relationship. A year later, she proposed to me. She's the power person in our relationship. I'm working as a chocolatier. She's a vice president in a larger corporation. She works long days and longer nights. I cook and keep the house clean and work five days a week in a small artisanal shop downtown. We're pretty high end, so I'm making good money, but she's making way more than twice of my salary. So she buys the toys for the house, including a new set-top box for the TV. The set-top box has a screensaver mode where it rotates pictures in your Apple photo library. Last week, she was still at work came home from my day and the TV, which I used to watch a YouTube video that morning and definitely had turned off, was on a screensaver. On it were pictures that must have come from her phone, showing her in our living room, one of our female friends and a guy I've never met in very explicit poses. The pictures moved around the room, so I think there must have been a fourth person taking pictures with her phone, but I didn't see that person. What was weird was she was wearing a bandage on her hand. I think she had done that morning after complaining about RSI. I left the TV on and was very shocked, but decided to leave the screensaver and see what she had to say when she came home later that evening. When she came home, the pictures seemed to have disappeared. They haven't shown up anymore since then on the TV. I asked her if she'd been home during the day because the TV was on, and she said she had come home during lunch to pick up a USB stick she had forgotten in her computer at home. I tried to ask her about the pictures, but I couldn't bring myself to do it. Now, I have to add something. I'm not a very experienced person in sex matters. I'm an introvert and barely had relationships before her. Our sex life is though, even from my experiences, very vanilla. I never have had oral sex in my life before and only twice since we met. Suggesting it to her usually meant that she'd lecture me about not doing those things and sex for the night was a no-go. In those pictures, she did all those things she never wanted to do with me. Since that day, I've tried to confront her a number of times. She stays out longer lately, not just since last week, the past four months maybe, and she's often too tired for anything romantic. Even just cuddling, 
When she comes home, she often disappears in her office and comes to bed long after I've fallen asleep. But even during the time we had together, like this weekend, I can't bring myself to confront her. I'm worried about what I might hear and what this mean for our relationship. I still love her very much and I can't imagine a life without her. How can I summon the courage to do this? Is there a way out of this? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Oh, dearie me. That's incredibly sad. But I think OP really needs to realize they're worth a lot fucking more than that. Think about the way that she's treating you, what she's doing behind your back. There's no respect for you there. And you deserve so much better than that. And you're saying you can't imagine a life without her, but imagine a future with her. How could you look at this person and ever trust her again and rich says get angry your wife has zero respect for you she had sex with other people in your home and took pictures of it you should be pissed Here's what you're going to do today you're going to talk to a lawyer and not initiating divorce proceedings but you're going to understand what is involved and how to protect yourself if a divorce is imminent then you're going to go do all the things the lawyer told you to do bank accounts getting together important documents etc then when your wife comes home you're going to sit on the couch with the pictures queued up on the television as she walks in, you're going to ask her calmly if she'll care to explain. Listen to her explanation and make sure that you have the biggest balls you can muster while doing so. Remember, just because your sex life has been boring doesn't give her the right to shit on your face. Be mad. It's okay to be mad. Give yourself a few days to process after you hear what she has to say and then decide what to do. It's either going to be marriage counseling or divorce. And I would certainly recommend the latter. OP says the pictures are gone. I spent all day today on the screensaver. I was scared to to tell you the truth and there are pictures she took of our vacation a few weeks ago and some pictures she took of food for her instagram but the sex ones are gone i'm calling a lawyer from the park i don't want to do it from home in case she's coming home thanks for your suggestions gravity line says op i think you might feel like you'll never do better than your wife like it might be worth putting up with someone who's cheated on you if you continue to get on with your life as it is but unfortunately your life is never going to get back to the way it was before you saw the pictures you aren't going to be able to interact with your wife like before. What you saw is going to fester and continue to erode the bedrock of your relationship. It sounds like your wife has figured out that you aren't willing to confront her about things and is using it to her advantage. At your expense, you have surpassed the ability to have an equal relationship with your wife and you absolutely can do better than that. Listen to the other user's advice about seeking legal counsel and make sure to take good care of yourself in the coming days, regardless of which route you take. And one more comment from Capilot who says, I couldn't confront my girlfriend when I found out that she was cheating on me. The first time I managed to convince myself that I had misinterpreted the evidence. The second time I wrote out what I wanted to say in a letter. And when she got home from cheating on me, I sat her down and handed her the letter. The advantage to the letter is that you don't break down and start crying or screaming or any of the other things I wanted to do. And you can't get sidetracked. So OP does update the post and they say, so lots to tell. 
First off, however, a few things. Before I wrote this, I didn't know what a red pill was. Now I do. I kind of wish I didn't, but a few dozen messages kind of made that happen. You know those debt solution letters you get when you are known to the county to owe money? That's how those things came in. Fast and furious. Some others assumed that my throwaway having the word red in it meant that I was a sock puppet for them. I'm not. I don't think they've got a solution that isn't worse than the problem it pretends to fix. Well, what happened? I left the house that evening for a walk. She wasn't home and called around for lawyers. It was pretty late already and I got a lot of voicemails, but one picked up. She asked me to get my financial statements and a lot of other things together and see her the next morning. I then decided to confront my wife that evening. That didn't happen. She came home very late and disappeared to take a bath almost right away. I snuck into her office and took her phone out from her purse. It had a fingerprint scanner, but her pin was the same as she uses for the garage and our safe, which she set up, so that was easy. There was nothing on the phone that I could find. Pictures in Apple Photos and Google Photos were all from things we'd done together and some for a job. No messages or so, either. Just as I wanted to put the phone back, her bag buzzed. She has another phone. This one is an Android and has a pattern, so I couldn't log in. But on the screen was a message, phone number only. No name with a love heart on it. Put that back, decided to postpone the confrontation until after the lawyer, and took a photo of the message. Next morning, I talked to the lawyer and she spent half an hour just to go over the possible outcomes and what I can expect next. Then another 45 minutes talking about finances and so. We didn't have kids and she's the big earner, so I stand to either be just out of relationship or be out and owed some money. It'd be months, maybe even more than a year, until all this is dealt with. It takes five minutes to marry, a year to unmarry it seems. I'd walk by my work and told my boss I was sick. I looked like shit from not sleeping and some crying, so that was pretty convincing. We work in food. Being sick is a bad idea at that job. Went home and unplugged the Apple TV and took it to a friend who runs a small computer store. He confirmed what you'd told me. The pictures on the screensaver are from her Apple photos. He's also the first I told, and he immediately offered me to stay at his place with his wife and kids if I have to leave for a while. And he called the number the text on my wife's other phone came from and told me a guy named Rob had answered it. Walked home and texted her if she'd be home for dinner. She texts back that she'd have to do some extra work and it could be late. So I told her to please make an exception and come home. Had important news. We'd been looking for a house for a while. I figured she'd think I finally found one. Well, dinner came and went and she didn't show. She came home around 10, smelling of cigarettes. She was all happy and asked what I wanted to talk about. So I asked her to sit down. I'm 99% to making something up about a house and avoid the confrontation. But then, I guess for the first time, I felt a little anger. So I told her. I said, I know you've been cheating for a while now. I've been working with an attorney and we'll have to talk about these things at some point. But now is as bad a time for that as ever. She didn't blow up and deny it. She just deflated and started to shake. A lot of your PMs, my attorney and my friend, all told me not to press for details and not put that on me as well. But I really wanted to know. So I said, tell me about Rob. She told me they met through Anne, a friend on the couch with her. And Anne wanted to have sex with him while he had a crush on my wife. So they hatched this threesome plan. That was 14 months ago. Apparently, they've since included Rob's wife. That's the mysterious fourth, that's the mysterious fourth person who took the pictures, who is polyamorous with that Rob guy. The picture thing was solved too. She had handed the wife her phone to take a few pictures and didn't remember the whole screen blanker thing. When she was at work, she uploaded them and deleted them from the phone. By then, by chance, I'd seen them. She had the second phone for precisely the reasons I thought. 
as one isn't on our shared contract where I couldn't see the incoming outgoing calls in my statement. She also had short affairs with other women and a few men. And most of her weekend work things were actually her and Rob going on short trips together. Through all this, it felt like she was giving me as much detail as she could in an effort to hurt me. And it worked, but I kept playing a pretty good poker face. I told her that I would leave the house, that I had photographed and catalogued everything and was hoping for an amicable separation. She simply declined, told me she'd leave and take a hotel for the time being, and put her keys on the table. She packed a few things and left. That was it. As this one guy, and gives the user's name, says, it was like the dentist. It hurt less than I thought it would, but still hurt damn much. Today, I have about 15 missed calls from her and 150 plus messages, all asking me for forgiveness and if we could make it work again. I agreed to meet her next week, but only to divide our possessions. As far as I'm concerned, this is over. Except for my one friend, no one knows yet. I want to wait with making it public knowledge while I sort my stuff here and decide how I go from here. I might actually be hitting the gym. No intentions for a rebound relationship. And the rest, we'll see. And there was a lot of comments, you know, saying, well done for OP for getting out of that relationship and sorry to hear about it, etc. A lot of people saying, get an STD test immediately, to which OP said I got tested and everything is okay on my side. I haven't spoken much to her since, so I don't know how she's doing in that regard and not caring much either. And I always think when people go through these go through these sort of situation i think what is their end game in this are they just going to continue to cheat forever they're just going to continue going down this path i just find it real bizarre but what do you guys make of this situation let me know your thoughts down in the comments below and just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories your love your support your time always means the absolute world to me so thank you so much for being involved and hopefully i will see you in the next one take care and much love I can smell the smoke from the bacon. Let's go. See the sun shining from the window. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.